This is a presentation of Don Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 675, Reforged. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Finally, we are sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selections of vinyl figures, from pops to dorbs, rise to mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death. The non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty. And the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your world of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. And with me, I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Oh, Hello. How are better you? than it was a few minutes ago. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Dude, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. You know why? Because Missouri is a state of champions, as it turns out. <laughs> you sure it's Missouri? Well, which which fortunately <laughs> includes my St. Louis Blues, but also you know Kansas City Chiefs. That's cool too. You know, what would be really great. Is that the leader of the country they're in knew where Kansas City was? <laughs> It's funny because it's true. And I mean, sad. to be fair, there's two Kansas cities. Yes. There's one Kansas. If only the building he works in had a map that could show where and what state Kansas City is in that they play in. That wouldn't fix it. <laughs> I wouldn't. Anyways, uh, hey, Ali, how's it going? Good. Good. It is very cold and snowy here, and it's getting really cold overnight. I'm, you know, cozied up and excited to be here. Well, we're glad to have you here. Yeah. So, uh, how was your weekend out there, Allie? I'll, I'll let, I'll, I'll let this... you talk about your week first, because somebody always steals your thunder, and I figure you should have a chance That's to true. That's true. To be and fair, I... I wasn't there for the thunder this week. <laughs> Not oh, okay. the main thunder, no. Yeah, we, we cruised through some Nyalotha this week. It was great. We, we tried Vexiana, we're struggling a little bit, so we kind of put her aside and did some other bosses, and now we're sitting at 7 out of 12, which was really exciting. It felt really good just to get that many down in one night. So, that was great, and I really am enjoying this raid. The amount of trash is a little rough, I'm not going to lie, but the, the fights, the mechanics, of course I'm a sucker for the art and ambiance and everything, it's it's really good, and I'm really enjoying it. Ilganoth is going to be a little tricky, 
but I'm really excited for Ilgonath Whispers. And of course, because I still have my my eyeball on my head, I get Nazoth Whispers throughout the raid, which I love. So it's really good times. I'm really enjoying it. Sad we missed you, though, Toasty. Yeah, unfortunately, I was stuck at a retirement party, but those don't happen too often, so I figured I'd, I'd, I'd go. It was, nice to, it was nice to see the old crew. Good. Okay, it, it further solidified my decision to leave the company. <laughs> oh, or that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, and it's nice, too, because I, so I raided with that team, but I also raided with my guild, and then the rubber chickens over with CTR, and it's fun, because, you know, everyone approaches things slightly different, and I get to experience it with a different group of people, and it gives me a chance to see more of the raid and those little details that I like seeing. So it's good spending a lot of time in that raid and I'm, I'm okay with it for now. In about a month or two, I might get burned out, <laughs> but for now I'm good. What? what Getting burnt out in three raid groups? How is that possible? Cause I'm insane, <laughs> but I'm enjoying horror vision still. I've got rank eight in my cloak and I got my neck to 75 already, which is really cool. And it felt good to get another essence in there. And I I really enjoy her vision. So I'm really excited about that. Did my islands like normal. And there is enough variety in the daily quests in, you know, Vale and Oldum that I don't mind it. Like I kind of just throw on some music and I just get in there and have some fun. And it's it's good. I'm I'm enjoying it. Good good stuff this week. The only downside about the dailies now is now that they've increased the rewards, I feel like I need to do it again. Because <laughs> it's like, it's not, a, it's not an insignificant reward anymore. It's 250 coalescing visions, which over the course of a couple days, because you get what? So you get the ones in Vale, and you get the ones in Uldum. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have enough for another run in less than a yeah. week. Which is Which, true, but what's really nice is that with the the rank cap only going up by one each week, it kind of helps me from feeling like I'm behind. Because uh-huh. even if, say for example, if, if this week goes all sorts of crazy and I rarely get on and I can't get my cloak up to nine, it's okay. I'm not that far behind. You know, so that, that, that cap kind of, at least for me personally, I know everyone feels differently about it, but for me personally, that helps me from feeling like I am behind if there's a day or two where I can't get on and get all my coalescing visions. Yeah, so right now I am, I think I'm rank 7, so I'll be two weeks behind after all the said and done this week. Kind of sucks, but at the same time it's not super noticeable. I'm not corrupt, I'm not, I don't have a lot of corrupt gear right now, so it's fine. I would yell at you if you did. You're okay. Oh, sorry. I have I have a lot of it. I'm just not equipping it. Well, and that's the trick. Like, so I have one guildy who is still learning the corruption system. Because let's be honest, you know, unless you're looking at Wowhead and that kind of thing, it's a little confusing. It's a lot to learn. Totally understand it. His corruption was super high. He would not actually admit to me how high it was because he knew I would be mad and secretly want to G-kick him. But it was so bad that the amount of damage he was taking, I kind of stopped healing him a lot of the time because it just wasn't worth it. And then during break, we made him go and fix his corruption because it was bad. 
It was real bad. Yeah. I think I'm sitting at three right now, so it's it's yeah. like negligible. You know, like chat yeah. saying like if you when once you hit forty, then you start, you know, beyond forty, a little, little bit of danger zone. Below yeah. forty, doable. Totally doable. I'm sitting on an axe right now with 50 corruption. Like, oh, I could use that, but I'm going to be at 53 corruption with it. I yeah, actually, I he, stuff. and he's a warrior, so he probably has the same axe. And we wouldn't let him cleanse that one because if I remember right, it was a really good effect or whatever. So, you know, he just uh, cleansed a couple other things. Yeah, like I might cleanse. Like, I think I have brace. There's one. I know there's one piece of corrupted gear that everybody got that benefits from a bunch of people having that. Uh, void something. Is I can't remember. Void remember. ritual? Maybe. Yeah, void uh, ritual. Maybe, yes. Yeah, that sounds right. There's one piece of... There's, <laughs> there's one corrupted trade where it benefits from multiple people having that. And everybody got it. Because that was like the reward from the initial quests, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hesitant to cleanse that, but I have an, I think it's, I think I have another set that's like, it's an okay, it's an okay corrupted stat. It's not one of my best ones, but it's still pretty good. So now I'm trying to weigh those options. It's not, it's hard. I don't, I don't like. Part of me just wants to wait until I level up my cloak enough so I can have all of them on. But that's probably not realistic. <laughs> Do you want to know my corruption's at? 69. Zero. <laughs> Surprise! Said said nobody about this situation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Toasty, how was your weekend well? Um, it was, it was not as active as I would have liked. I logged in for a couple of days to do the, um, the, the, the invasion stuff so I can get my corrupted essences. I, uh, or corrupted, I, I, I keep calling them the wrong thing. Coalescing visions. <laughs> Is that it? I'm pretty sure that's it. The things that lets me do the visions. <laughs> the thing that lets me do the thing. Yeah, the thing that lets me do horrific, horrific <laughs> visions. I collected. I, I I got enough together. I, I did my all the stuff I needed to do to be able to do them. I did one run. Um, I have enough for a second one. I just didn't have time to finish it up this weekend. So I, I'm sitting on ten thousand of those, so I can do another one immediately once reset happens, and then um, immediately collect. The other ten thousand I need to do two, so to do a second one. So but I'm I'm kind of just decided to wait until then. Um, only raided the one night, so we on the first night we got all of the previous bosses that we had killed down, which was really cool because it took us most of last most of the week prior to get them all done, and we got it done in a night. And was even able to attempt a progression on Vixiona, which was really cool. Yeah, it's it, it's like like I said this during raid, and I think even during the show last week. Um, there for the first couple of bosses, there aren't um, a lot of complex mechanics in, in normal anyway. And once you figure them out, it's they're pretty simple fights. 
And like I said, the only one that would I could see giving people a hard time, and that's just because for lack of communication, is Skitra. Because you gotta worry about coordinating between different people about uh, which one you need to kill. Which I don't think we mentioned this last week went spectacularly wrong on our first attempt. Oh boy, were you there for our first attempt on Skitra? Oh yes, that was that was bad. That was that was a little rough. Not gonna lie, that that was not as rough as doing an LFR. Yeah, I haven't done because it opened up an LFR this past week, right? Yeah, the first wing and. One of the tanks knew the fight, the other one didn't, and we tried to explain the fight, and we died because people were hitting the wrong mob. And then when you know we it finally got explained, people understood, but then the tanks took too long to communicate. But then they finally figured out, like one tank would like go like jump from ones that you see and that kind of thing. And they they figured it out, but yeah, in Elf Farm, when you're not actually like audibly talking in Discord or something, that's uh, that's a little tricky. Yeah. I know there was a weak aura that just marked it, but I'm pretty sure that got disabled. I know um, I was watching, in preparation for Raid, I was watching the Hazelnut, Hazelnutty guides, and she mentioned there, there was a weak aura. But to, as nobody is using it, I am assuming it got disabled. Yeah, I didn't even know there was one. I know we were hoping there would be one, but I didn't know if there actually was, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... What else did I do? Um, I finally got a rank four essence, which was yay. Which one? Um, the dragon scale one, where oh, you have to go to talk to Calicos. Nice. Yep. Except it told me to go to the nexus. I'm like, okay, let's just go to the dungeon. And then I wander in the dungeon, like, why? Where is it? Where do I have to go for this quest? Let's go to the nexus. <laughs> and then I reread it, like, oh, go to the top of the nexus. Yeah. Okay, so, so I went to the top of the tower, like, inside the tower. Like, I don't see anything here. What's going on? And then I hovered over the little marker on the mini-map, like, oh, it's still pointing up. Oh, I just have to go outside to the top of, to the actual top of the tower. And uh, there's there's Kellick. Just waiting for you. Yep. Like, yeah. I thought this would be more complex. I thought I'd have to fight some stuff to get to him. And it was just, hey, come here, talk to me, click on the thing. Uh, now, now it's a rank four essence. Really? I said that, that's, that's, not... that's all I have to do. I, I would, I've had a quest to go to him, talk to him, like forever. And I've yeah, just, just all right, just, just go to him. The worst part is it's not my major essence, so the the updated visual that I get for it being rank four, I'm just never gonna see. I'm using this as my one of my minor essences. So rip. I don't know how to get the rank. F- I haven't looked into how to get the rank four for the, my major essence, but it's the one where you get the little Azrite elemental shooting Azrite at people. Just fun. And it does a surprisingly large amount of damage. I wonder what the update looks like. I haven't actually looked at it. I should look at it. Anyway. Um. Yeah, that was my weekend. Wow, pretty quiet, stupid real life. Um, Medros, how was how was your week? What'd you get up to? I logged into WoW all three times, and I leveled up an alt 
it was a little queer. You're, you're welcome, Leo. I'm, I'm sure you're listening to this now. You're welcome. <laughs> um, the other times was just doing mission tables and auctions. Um, sadly, the uh, 1.5 long boys did not materialize in my ma- in my uh, mailbox. I'm so sad. Uh, Rip. Yeah, sorry. I, I was going to loan, it, loan the, the 0.5 to you there, Toasty, but it, it didn't happen. So, <laughs> uh, I have made more gold from auctions in the last few weeks than I have in a very long time, though. So, like, I've been selling things for, like, oh, there's, like, 60 gold here and, like, 100 gold there. But I'm actually, like, tens of thousands of gold. So I'm very happy, but it's not going to be enough by far. And I... Do you, do you think... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, do you think that the that the way they've updated the auction house and how they list things is contributing to your increased sales? Um, I I think there's a decent chance of that. Like, I've definitely sold stuff that stacks. Um, I haven't actually looked at what the auction house looks like now, because I still use TSM, and I mm-hmm. don't actually, like, search for anything. Though, if I ever search for anything, I do use the, the original OG auction house interface, because... Uh, TSM searching for stuff you actually want instead of stuff you're trying to like resell or stuff is just not functional. Right. Uh, but I I I think there's definitely a potential for that. Uh, I've sold some armor. I think that might be almost more Volpira being powered up and and new Volpiras and Mechanos being made rather than actually like the stuff being valuable and in demand. It's just momentarily in demand. It's not something like I wouldn't go out and make replacement pieces for the stuff I've sold, um, in the hopes that it will actually like make me some gold. So uh, I I also think it's just some of it's situational. Some of it is yes, the interface is better. We'll see what it actually works out to in the end. Uh, I'd like to see some process that you know I make more gold, but I also don't have the patience and energy right now to actually like go and try the 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 different stuff so i don't know we'll see okay cool but uh yeah um haven't really done a lot in wow i done a lot in pokemon go um got new a bunch of new shinies uh on saturday was the vote for the next community day and uh to shock, the shock of no one, Rhyhorn won. So that'll be the community day on the 22nd of February. Uh, my Machop did not win, no matter how many votes I did. Uh, so, you know, sad about that, but it's life. And um, Sunday was Mincino Research Day. So I was riding the bus around downtown and, and through or down Portage, uh, collecting researches and clipping those. And I got six shinies of that and three shinies that were not that. So. I actually like bookended the event with shiny Magikarps, so I got two of those. Uh, I'm now up to six shiny Magikarps, and I got a shiny female Nidorin that is my first of those. So I was very happy about that. But uh, yeah, not otherwise. I mean, not really a lot going on, and didn't really play the game too too much. Um, there's not a lot for me to do other than love my Volpira, and I don't have a whole lot of patience for lower level stuff so uh, i did do since our last show i did do the death knight experience um not nearly as detailed as it used to be and i kind of like the old one better 
like you're actually working for stuff in that one i felt whereas this one you're like oh so here's your horse and here's your armor and go talk to bolvar and you'll get your uh your your death gate and then go stormwind and talk to the king and then you're good and i'm like that's not that's a little too simple for me what about story-wise? How's how's that experience? Uh, there's not much story. Like it's you you have a cinematic. You arrive. You go talk to Bolvar, and then you go talk to Morgrain, and then you go talk to Anduin. Huh. Like, there's not a whole lot of story. Um, honestly, if if I wasn't. If I was being honest, I'd probably say I was disappointing. Honestly, I, I was kind of hoping for more, but it's what it is. I mean, I can't really blame Blizzard. They they want to simplify it and they want to make it easier. They don't want to have to have the interaction with Arthas anymore, so they had to change things up. And um, I'm sure this patch had more important things than whether Death Knight's got a really cool uh, high end experience for their new uh, additions. So. Just, yeah, kind of wish there had been a bit more there. That's all. All right. Um, so, yeah, I, I do have... Uh, I have uh, three Volpira. Uh, I, I linked it in, in chat when I made them. Um, I made an image... Put, put an image up there because I thought it was rather amusing on my choice of names. Um, but it's uh, Pawcast, Furcast, and Percast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's good. I like it. Um, there might be some um, theme, perhaps maybe. What? Um, I, I also have podcast my uh, horde monk, my her horde uh, pender and monk. Um, so you know, I I might be going for a theme in, in cho- choosing my names there, um, and. One day, perhaps, Mechafraz will be more than just a name, a placeholder, perhaps. Um, I, I know a certain listener of the show who is very happy that I have that character as a placeholder on my server. Whoever would that be? Uh, Frazerock. <laughs> Maybe, just a little bit. Um, just a little. But, but yeah, um... It's uh, it's definitely been very uh, very slow wow time for me, um, but it is what it is. Uh, come and go, and I mean I'm still subscribed. And I'm still playing uh, on a regular basis, just not quite as much as it might have been at one point. So you know, you know what would help with that? What's that? Interacting with Rathion. <laughs> There's a lot of content tied behind talking to him. There's I'm sure just is. saying. But that I, I have to talk to Rathion then. It can just be, it can be a spiteful interaction with him. You can, you can like slash spit on him, and then accept his quest, and then you know slash root him. Just saying, you can be spiteful about doing stuff for him and with him. Hmm. Think of it as allying yourself with the Horde temporarily to to combat a greater evil. 
okay, but I, I'm you're basically telling me that I need to accept being corrupted because, by a black dragon. You know, Lizoth, that's that, that's definitely up there in a greater evil. But I, I have right? to accept being corrupted by a black dragon. That's what you're saying. You're not wrong. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm currently uncorrupted. <laughs> I I have no. No Jonah, question. yes, Papanazoth is really that evil. <laughs> Papanazoth, I love it. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on from the silliness. Our new folks. Just throwing out suggestions, man. Oh, there's my voice again. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's move on from that high pitched voice there. Our new sponsor is, of course, Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, from Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes of Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzard universe, like Firefly, Star Wars, and Doctor Who. I'd like to highlight a Funko Pop each this week. I'd like to highlight a Funko Pop each week, and this week's Funko is one that I'm I'm hoping I don't need to actually say what it's from, but... I suspect there will be at least some people who do have no have no clue on this one. So this is my chosen Funko Pop this week. Is that one of the Contra dudes? <laughs> yes! Somebody noticed it. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like it. Hey, oh, I love that game. There, there could very well be people who don't have any idea what Contra is. Oh, I, I know for a fact there is. Okay, if you don't know what Contra is and you have a Switch, you can just play it. So do it. Joda, you break my heart, man. You break my heart. Kyle. Anyways, yes, Contra was a a video game back in the day. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, if you saw screenshots of it now, it would be very low res and, and very retro, but it was a good game. I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, so that's our Funko Pop this week. Um, if you are interested in this or a number of other Funko Pops, feel free to check out their shop at uh, bit.ly slash Funko ATA. You can check out their online shop and use Shop 10 to save 10% on their entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash Funko ATA and use Shop 10 to save 10%. We want to thank Funko for their support of the show. All right, so before we get into this week, this month in WoW, I, I have a, a thing to say that I know I'll not get to say later. Toasty, don't forget the quest. Please continue. <laughs> you know I edit the show, right? And you know that I post the show so I can put it back in. Anyway, so this month in WoW, because <laughs> it's a new month, that means a whole bunch of this stuff is coming up. So... As usual, at the beginning of the month, we've got Darkmoon Fair, but there's an update to Darkmoon Fair. There are actually some new Darkmoon Fair games that you'll be able to play between February 2nd and February 8th. Uh, so there's a new attraction within the Darkmoon Fair called the Darkmoon Arcade, which includes six little mini games, which are basically just world quests that you can do whenever you want, as long as Darkmoon Fair is open. So you've got Hex Sweeper, Rune Matching, Bully, Barrels of Fun. Rememory, and Totemic Remix. So if you played any of those games um, in like, during your world questing thing, you're like, it should not come as a surprise to you. Rune matching is like a match three thing. Bully is that stupid arcane lock quest. 
Totemic Matrix. If you're a shaman, you're you, you know that one too. Now each of those games costs one Dark Moon game token to to play. Sorry, it costs one Dark Moon game token to unlock the console for a day, but you'll be able to play as long as you like. Now, if you're going to do this for rewards, don't, because the only reward is that warm, fuzzy feeling of achieving victory in the pursuit of mind over machine. So, so, so no prize tickets. Are there achievements? No. That'd be cool. There should be achievements. You'd think that, but like, they are not. The, the, the more you get correct on Remembery in X amount of attempts... The bigger board you get, and you get an achievement for getting the biggest board. Yep. Yeah, that would be a cool thing, wouldn't it? And then Hex Sweeper, the 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 more attempts you make without failing and dying, the the you get an achievement for that. But yeah, that would that would also be cool. Bully, you can be a timed thing. Yeah. But but there's nothing. You just do them. That that sounds like a, a blizz fail right there. Now that's not to say they won't they won't uh, add some of those later on, but as of right now, if you feel like doing world quests without a reward of any sort, go ahead and play and, and play at the Dark Moon Arcade between February second and February eighth. I may actually go out there and do some of that because that sounds like a lot of fun. I might tie myself for the bully stuff, honestly, or just. Like how many clicks it takes me because I am I am bad at that arcane lock world quest. It takes way too much time for me. I love that one. I've definitely I've definitely failed at that. Like as the daily quests were resetting. Wow. Yeah, I am bad at it. Hmm. So maybe I'll take the opportunity to practice. That maybe like a good thing. I mean, the the, the game tokens are cheap, so you may as well. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we've got we've got the Dark Moon Arcade and of course everything else that comes with the Dark Moon Fair. You'll be able to do that from February 2nd to February 8th. Um, outside of that, we've got the Arena Skirmish event running from February 4th to February 11th along with the PvP brawl Cooking Impossible. We've, got, we've also got Lunar Festival that ends on February 7th and then Love is in the Air is starting on February 8th and runs until the 21st. The second wing of Nyalotha opens in LFR on February 11th and we've got the World Quest bonus event from February 11th to February 17th. <clears throat> um, we've got the Burning Crusade time walking event that goes from February 18th to the 24th. We've also got the mini holiday Hatching of the Hippogriffs on February 23rd. The third wing of Nyalotha opens on, in LFR on February 25th. And we've got the Battleground bonus event from February 25th till March 2nd. So that's what we can look forward to uh, in WoW. For mini events and you know holidays and stuff like that, so have have at it. Awesome. I'll definitely remember to pick up the World Quest bonus event. Awesome. Will you? Maybe. Know? Will you? I'm not. The trouble is, I'm not doing a lot of World Quest these days. I have mean, you seen the emissary rewards, though, dude? Yeah, they're pretty great. Yeah, I really should do them, especially the um, whenever the Tartolan one comes up, because it's usually like a neck or a ring, right? So, the, it was a trinket or a ring. Either way, oh yeah, it's trinket and a ring, because why would we get a neck? We have the heart of... I'm dumb. 
Hey, look at that. <laughs> it's the I, weekly I wasn't going there. I wasn't going there. See, Ali, Ali, you question whether or not the the uh, toasty is dumb thing happens every week. So far, <laughs> since we talked about it, it's happened every week. That's okay. So, yeah, maybe I should do that because you know rings rings are trinkets. Well, that would be nice, especially because I didn't get an update upgrade to my ring until like the very end of last year. That would be nice to have. Anyway, plus it's a good way to get more Azurite. Yeah, you, but I you, you can get that new essence slot. That's that's true too. Because what are you, I, what's your next setting at? Um, I'm at seventy. I was at I was at Heart of Azeroth level sixty nine for a disappointingly short time. <laughs> I think I was only at level sixty nine for a couple days. Yeah, which was not nice. How about this, Toasty? I'll get myself my neck up to 69 and I'll stay there for like months just for you. But but you get Azurite power when you do world quests and that's that's kind of what you do. Eh, don't have to do that. That's optional. That's true. Joda says you should stay there for 69 days. You know what? Now that I think about it, it's a very real possibility that I was at, as at, as I was at part of Azurite level 69 for around that many hours. Because <laughs> it was not long. Okay. Anyway, enough about that. Yep. Let's talk about let's talk about Nyalotha a bit. Yep. So Nyalotha, we have the mythic world first race going on, which is really exciting if you're interested in that kind of thing. So far we have some of the usual groups on top for at least for second, third place. For the last boss on Mythic. So we have Limit, although apparently it's Complexity Limit, which I did not know was happening. <laughs> so we have Limit, Method, and Pieces. So those are all names we recognize. It's all, you know, one, two, and three, all tied for that. So it'll be interesting to see where they're going to land and who's going to do it first. We'll have to see. I mean, we we have some of the other ones that you know people are excited about, like uh, Fat Shark, yes, and yeah. Victim Guild, <laughs> yes. So we we do have some other. You know, we have the three teams that are on the last boss. We have four teams on the Carapace. So we're 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 getting up there, you know. And there's a lot of talk about it being pretty challenging and a secret third phase on Mythic, so which I've, I've avoided all of that because of spoilers and stuff. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Unfortunately, the what the team I was going for, Strawberry Puppy Kisses, is like twenty eight. Unfortunately, but that's okay. I wasn't gonna ask where your puppy guild was. Yeah, but at least they're on the board. That's good. And let's be honest, they're all doing better than I ever could. So, <laughs> <laughs> prop props to them all. I wish them all the best of luck. As much as, you know, I'm okay with Limit and Method and they work so hard. At the same time, it would kind of be refreshing to see a different name win this race. Yeah, it would be. But can, can we talk for a minute the lengths that Limit has gone to get the edge on Method? Oh, yeah. Because, oh my god. I, I, didn't, I can't remember the exact number, but I remember it being the hundreds of millions of gold spent on BOEs. 
did this spell spend an obscenely amount, large amount of mon, uh, amount of gold last year? Last time there was a end of end of expansion world first race going on. Like <laughs> end of legion, so. did they spend like a, a like millions and millions of gold and still lost? I know somebody spent all millions and millions of gold server transferring. Yeah, but I thought it was limit. I think that might have been limit. And Jonah, you're, was, yeah. you're you're probably right. Method probably does spend that much too. It's just that you know I never hear about that. And then, and then I heard about limit spending all that money. I'm like, oh, oh, that's a lot. And it's it's been it's been fun to watch. I've been watching. I've been I've been popping into the streams every now and then to watch some of these things. And boy, do they there's a lot going on in Mythic, yeah. which like is expected. Right. Also, you just, you don't realize how long they spent talking about what they're going to be doing. I know that um, I was watching the limit stream earlier today. There was a, they, they they were talking about how to adjust their strategy for an extended amount of time, like, so much so that they switched to somebody mount farming. Like <laughs> uh, uh, somebody was mount farming uh, mythic eternal palace. Which was kind of fun because I've never seen those phases either, and apparently, Mythic Gul'dan is still a bit of a challenge because they cause the guy who was doing it was uh, wiped at least three times when I was watching. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, like where East the World first is is definitely heating up. It's almost done, which I wasn't expecting it to be this close to being done so soon. I. That's true. I mean, I, I was surprised to already be at this point, but I'm hearing it's pretty challenging. So, you know, we could be here for another few days. We could be here for another week. Who knows? Yeah. And I, I, I want to say that Limit has been the first on most of these fights. Um, yeah, because Method got their kill of Carapace two days ago. And Limit had theirs three days ago. It looks like Pieces just killed it. Like, according to this, four hours ago, as of the time of this recording. So, you know, it's still very obviously down to Method and Limit. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Indeed. Apparently, it hasn't gone completely well most of the time. Yeah. So, apparently, uh, there, there's a bit of a problem with Nazoth that caused Blizzard to have to take Nazoth out of spawning for every raid in North America. So, apparently this is about a day ago, so, uh, I guess early yesterday, uh, Complexity Limit reached a secret phase on the Mythic Nazoth fight, and apparently went into a version of the Chamber of the Heart being taken over by Nazoth's forces, in there, they're able to kill a faceless one ad and then return to Nazoth's boss room. But uh, in an attempt they did, they they, uh, they were trying to figure out what they were missing, and as the fight just seemed to continue as normal, with no normal effects to Nazoth, Limit decided to try a different strategy to the fight, ignore the portal to the Chamber of the Heart in its entirety, and just DPS Nazoth down, as he had no psychic shell active. Um, and apparently it's a very, very glitched version of Nazoth that should not be doable, and 
Apparently, after the killing of the remainder of the Thought Harvester ads in the, the room, their free to DPS is on Zoth, who had lost all mechanics but was not so hard to heal. Um, and apparently, they got Zoth down to 25%. And then, when he got to that point, he got his psychic shell once more. And they went into the chamber part and quickly killed the Void Spawn Annihilator, assaulting the chamber. Um, now, I have absolutely no idea what any of that means. So, can uh, somebody who's done raiding can tell me what the hell that is? Because I don't know those well, we mechanics at all. We haven't gotten to Nazoth yet. We are far from Nazoth. Well, Toasty, come on now. Basically... What I'm, what I'm understanding is they they got Nazoth to a point where um where something should have been happening. I think it's this uh, uh, this psychic shield thing, uh, psychic shell thing. No, oh, wait, sorry. So Eternal Torment wasn't dealing a lot, a lot of damage, and. That has since been fixed. But also, um, Nazoth had gone to a point where just nothing was happening, which isn't a part of the fight. Nazoth should probably be doing something, especially during the Mythic Raid. So the fact that he's doing nothing, probably, like, not probably, it definitely dumbed down the fight a lot. And that's always, you know, something Blizzard wants. They, it's the last boss of the expansion on Mythic difficulty. It should be hard. So instead of, you know, having them kill the Zoth and then having to be like, um, yeah, that was really bugged, they just despawned him. So that um, when they did manage, when they do manage to kill it, it's a legitimate thing with no, taking advantage of no bugs or anything like that. Unfortunately, had the side effect of also despawning him for literally everybody in North America. So rip anybody who was making good progress on the Zoth and not Mythic. Because cause he, he kind of just disappeared. Yeah, I'd be it's funny when you watch the re- <laughs> It's funny when you watch the replay, they, they, they like go back, they, they get back to the part where they're going to be able to DPS him, and he just fades away. He, got, he gets Thanos. <laughs> this is definitely a benefit of the fact that Blizzard watches raiders, especially the high-end raiders, as they go to watch for any problems. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's only so much that... There's only so much that they can do internally in terms of testing. They're, they're, they're very much... They're probably just very much approaching it as, like, okay, this is what you need to do, and this is how this fight's supposed to go. And I'm sure they, they attempt to account for any other strategies that the high-end raiders would have. Unfortunately, they're not going to see everything. Nope. So... It's cool that um, they were able to get in there and stop the kill from like from happening when it's you know effectively when it's been dealt the nerf bats so significantly. <laughs> yeah, definitely a very good thing that Blizzard was able to watch that and, and act so quickly. Yep, for sure. And I think I think in the documentary that they did a few years ago, they actually show video of the team watching Raider, like the, the legendary uh, the mythic Raiders as they progress and um, discussing as they go and, and making decisions on the fly so that was really cool to watch yeah I'm pretty sure this is the first time that's happened where they just that knows the boss for everybody because 
of a bug and that they needed to stop people from killing him. I can't remember anything like this ever happening before, so that's kind of cool. It's also su- it also sucks, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, but uh, I-, I assume by now that it's been fixed and now he's spawning again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were pulling him today. In fact, they're still pulling him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I yep. think Book Limit and Method are streaming right now. Yeah, uh, it's good, to, people it's good to the Blizzard was uh, quick enough to react and, and fixed it pretty quickly. So it would have been very annoying for players if they had been set back because of Blizzard's decision here. So, Especially those people like take time off work and stuff. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. <laughs> Well, good lo- good luck to either Limit or Method or anybody else who's in the race, really. Uh, let's see how this all pans out next week. Definitely. All right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some some other controversies on Blizzard. I wouldn't call this a controversy. It's stuff broke. Stuff broke during shipment, I guess. Uh, I I think the controversy is absolutely in the piss poor way that they decided to package the stuff. It was sent by Blizzard, not by a, a third-party company. So, um, late late last year, Blizzard sold a bunch of limited edition World of Warcraft charity server blades. Um, so, get you know, a bunch of those server blades, and the proceeds were going to charity and all that. But a lot of them had arrived very damaged because the packaging was not great, which is not ideal because they were not cheap. No. And they were get, they were trying to get these out so that people will be able to give them as gifts for the holidays and stuff like that. And seeing seeing getting a broken thing, not great. Good good news is um, Blizzard is offering to replace or refund any of the damaged server blades um, after when you go through the proper refund process. So if you're one of the if you're one of the people who unfortunately received a a uh, broken server blade. Uh, you can uh, get a complete replacement, and they'll uh, send it back, and they'll do that free of charge. Obviously, uh, they'll send a return shipping label, so you can send it back, and you'll get it once they receive the damaged blade back. Um, that's if the actual server blade was damaged. If it was just a plexiglass cover. Um, they'll just send you a new cover or stand for your charge. Uh, in that case, you're not having to send anything back. Or if you just you want know, to say screw it and you don't want to deal with it anymore, um, you can just arrange to have the refund done. Um, but it, the, the caveat here is that if you're looking to do any of these things, either replace or refund the server blade, and you have not already done it through the, the store, you need to follow the instructions on the post. Uh, by March 31st of this year, and the post will tell you how to go ahead and and uh, return them or exchange them or whatever. The only downside is, they, like, um, because their old server blades is a limited number of them, so you may not be able to replace it. The number of people on on social media that I've seen who got broken server blades tells me that. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be uh, SOL on this because they're just not going to have enough server blades for everybody. Which is unfortunate because these are a charity thing. They were collectibles and um, they arrived really poorly packaged. Like basically foam angles on the corners 
and that's it. Um, sometimes very loose in the box as well. Uh, like not even tightly packed in a box. Um, I saw some really disturbing pictures of how these came, so. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them, but I can only imagine how bad it is considering like they're, they went out of their way to, to put together this process. I imagine there's a lot of them. There are, uh, and uh, unfortunately, it has taken a fairly long time, like two months now, for them to to come to a decision on this. Um, when I would have thought it would have been fairly easy to decide on that pretty early on, so that's just me, though. So I'm glad Blizzard has taken action and and that they are taking the steps to try and fix this for as many as they can. Hopefully it works out with the numbers they have, but um, probably not. One would hope that they continue to just give the money to charity despite whether or not somebody gets it refunded. I would hope yeah, so. I would hope. That's but true. We'll have to wait and see on that one. I don't imagine we're going to find out. Probably not. You're right. They're not going to tell us. All right. Now to the bigger controversy. Warcraft 3 Reforged. I just want to say Blizzard and Controversy, name a more iconic duo in the past year and a bit. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Blizzard, Blizzard, Blizzard. Okay. So, uh, kind of summary on this. Um, Warcraft 3 Reforged was released last week. And I can't say the, the, the term I want, but if you watch... Tell us and never tell. You know what it was. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> um, and I am confident uh, the next video from them will probably describe this as well. We'll we'll just turn it to a show Be- because of content. Uh, show cluster. Yeah, yeah, cluster show uh, stuff hit a fan and it's gone everywhere. Let's put it that way. So, um, there is various angles to this controversy. Um, one of them is that the terms of use for Warcraft 3 Reforged had some changes from the original terms for Warcraft 3. Especially in the use of the custom map editor. And I will simply say, and I think we all agree... Not surprised at all they made this change. Background I on this. I expected them to. Yeah. yeah. Background on this. Um, Dota, you may have heard of it. Uh, it is now a genre of game. And it started as a map mod for Warcraft 3. Did it start for StarCraft? I thought it was a version of it in StarCraft first, and then it moved to Warcraft. Regardless, it was in a Blizzard map editor. Uh, I only ever heard of it as Defense of the Ancients, which is a mod for Warcraft 3. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to say that there was a cool. version in... Yeah, well, I want to say there was a version in StarCraft, obviously a different name. Very, very possible. 99% sure. Uh, there was a legal fight with Valve and Blizzard over who had the rights to the title Dota because Valve released their game called Dota or Dota 2 or whatever it was called. I don't play it, so sorry. Therefore, Blizzard in the EULA for Warcraft 3 Forged has basically said that they have ownership of everything you do. Everything you release, everything you create, it belongs to them. 
Um, I will point out, the same applies to everything you do and everything you have in World of Warcraft. And in Diablo, and in Starcraft, and in Hearthstone, and in Here's the Storm, and in Overwatch. It's their stuff. They let you use it. However, when you are putting effort and work and time into making a game mod, you want to have some ownership of it. You want some, some, some stake in it. And Blizzard, in some ways, has taken that away from you. Now, I can't blame them. They want to avoid having the same fight they had 5 or 10 or 15 years down the road when a game mod for Warcraft 3 Reforged becomes huge and spectacular and launches another type of game. They want some ownership themselves of that. So, there has been a lot of strongly negative views about this. I absolutely understand the strongly negative views. You make it, you create it, you should own it to a degree. You make it with their tool. You create it with their tool. You put it into their game. So, at best, there has to be, or, or could be a, a, a dual ownership, a dual stake in what you create. Um, Blizzard's taking all of it. So, basically what the, limit, the wording here says is, without limiting the foregoing, you hereby assign to Blizzard all of your rights, title, and interest in, and to all, custom games. There is one problem with that, and I don't know that it's been addressed, uh, and that is technically in Canada, you cannot give anybody all of your rights. So a Canadian map maker would still retain some rights. How those rights can be used and, and, and limited, I don't know. Um, but I do know that there are certain rights that a Canadian cannot give over. They cannot assign those. They cannot sign out, get all the other those up. Yeah, I'm so. sure I'm sure they've considered that in their wording of this. And we might even have a different view law for Canada. I haven't personally read it. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised from a legal standpoint if they would do that because they do want to cover their butts. But I mean, in the end, the rights that Canadians have is very minimal, and it's basically you can say that you don't want what you created used in a way that you don't agree with, but that's about it. So, what do you guys think of this part of the controversy around Reforged? I mean, I mean I'm pretty much thinking along the same lines as you. I understand why they did it. Because, because of the whole Dota thing that evolved into League of Legends that evolved into all these other MOBAs um, like being spawned and creating multi-billion dollar or not, maybe not multi definitely multi-million dollar um, leagues and companies and all that other stuff. So I understand why they did it. It doesn't stop it from being a really sucky thing for them to have done. But like I, uh, somebody pointed out in one of the Reddit threads I was reading that these terms and services were also part of StarCraft 2 in regards to their map editor. Mm -hmm. And I don't recall that being um, widely mentioned. So it's, it's stuff that's been around for a little while. I think because Warcraft 3 has that history behind it and because there's still so, there were, there 
are so many mods for it because the Warcraft 3 map editor I want to say is just based on just based on what I see out of both communities the Warcraft 3 map editor seems to be the more popular one that people use to create all these custom games yeah so it's probably that's that's probably one reason why we're hearing so much about it in this EULA as opposed to the StarCraft 2 one I, I don't think there's much more I can say, but I understand why they did it. it. But it still sucks that that's what they're doing. I mean, but I, I, you, you I do. See. I understand people's frustration for sure. Yeah, like from from their perspective. But you're right. I mean, ultimately, Blizzard does still have to protect themselves. You know, from from lawsuits. From you know, say for example, there is a map creator who create something amazing and wildly successful and huge you know following they can't run the risk of these people coming to them demanding money from blizzard for what they've done i don't even think it's them i don't even think they would be demanding money from blizzard because i don't think that was the problem with dota initially is that it's dota, not no uh, blizzard wanted a blizzard wanted a cut or to claim ownership of all uh, of that because it was made in, within their property Right, but they still, they're, it's still a potential of something that can happen. But I will say, though, not that this completely fixes everyone's frustrations, but Blizzard has said that they will allow map creators to actually, like, take donations and everything to help them continue like donations from players to help them continue developing these maps as long as it's as long as they're not turning around and giving you know these players special early access privileges and things like that but if if someone wants to say make a map and open a patreon for it they can do that yep so that's that's something they're they're not they're not completely killing off that whole aspect of monetization for different mods and all that they're just defining how they're able to do how, how they're able to get money off of it which like it's not terrible it's still not great like i, I like uh it's hard to articulate how i feel about this entirely <laughs> yeah the best way i've been able to sum it up is it sucks but i get it yeah. Yeah, that that's a pretty fair summary right there. It does suck. It, it does suck that people <laughs> who create don't have access to and ownership of their stuff. But it also sucks that Blizzard makes this tool that then becomes you know used to create a, a genre of gaming and they get nothing for it. And their own MOBA doesn't really do so well. It sucks all around. Blizzard just protect themselves now. That's all it is. Alright, well, uh, let's move on to the next part of the uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged. Let's talk about Metacritic. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the third-party content, because there was that other thing, too, within that last one. Oh, okay. Sure. Go ahead. Um, I mean, this is small in comparison to the ownership thing, but basically another part of the EULA is that um, you can't use any content 
an importance to the game that you don't own the rights for. So previously there was like a Dragon Ball Z mod, and they would use like it would use um, the character art and all that other stuff, which was really cool. But you can't do that anymore because it infringe it quote infringes or will infringe any copyright, trademark, patent, trade secret, or other intellectual property right of any third party. So you can still you can probably still play that Dragon Ball Z mod. You just won't be able to play Goku. Or insert other Dragon Ball character here that I definitely remember. So that kind of sucks. But at the same time you can still play the game. So it's not a huge thing. And you can still you can still import your own content and use that in your um in your mods or whatever. You just have to actually own the rights to it. So you can if you draw it yourself, that's OC, go for it. Don't don't bring Goku into this, or Spider Man, or other IPs that I definitely remember. Just don't do it. So yeah, I think a lesser degree. I feel like that's the lesser of the two problems people have with the EULA. Yeah, I definitely think that's really on the lesser side. Um, taking content made by others is is definitely on the top part of the priority list for. For those I've seen commenting on it, anyway, I think the, I think the main problem with that, I think I think the, one of the reasons they included that is because Blizzard will claim all the rights to it. They can't claim the rights to anything that's already, you know, yeah. have a copyright or a trademark. And I mean, that in, makes sense in, in context. Fairness, like you shouldn't be using people's copyrighted stuff either, anyway. Like that shouldn't even be a thing. But it is for some, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's never stopped people. For making like mods and fan made stuff, the number of really bad Dragon Ball games that you can find on the internet, yeah, are are, are large. It's copyrighted, still people still people are still making it. Don't get me started on all the knockoff Pokemon games. But yeah, you just can't do it in Warcraft Three, guys. Sorry. Anyway, let's go back to the Metacritic thing because oh boy, oof, yeah, that's bad. yeah. Who wants to talk about that? Because I don't. <clears throat> so for for anybody not familiar with Metacritic, it's it's a um, it's a site that uh, aggregates a bunch of ratings for particular games. So they'll, they'll separate them into reviews by. Actual critics, like um, paid critics, uh, for reliable, reputable. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Agencies, news fronts, like Kotaku sure. and IGN sure. and stuff like that. But it also aggregates a bunch of ratings based on user experience or player experience. Now, sometimes. They um they can be pretty similar. Other times they can be wildly different, and in this case it's true. So according to this article on Forbes, at the time that article was written, uh, Warcraft 3 or Forge had a meta score, so across a bunch of different critics, looks like it was based on six credits critics. Warcraft 3 or Forge had a rating of 63. I'm guessing that's out of 100. I believe so. Um, the user score, however, was dramatically lower. 
Um, so out of, again, at the time of the writing of this article, 17,315 ratings, Warcraft 3 Reforged had a user score of 0. 0.5. Out of 10. Out of 10. Now, for context, the lowest rated game, at least previously, on Metacritic was Day One Gary's Incident, which um, I remember TB did a video on this, and it was just, it looked awful. It was very bad. It had a rating of 0.4. Now, it, wasn't, it didn't have as many uh, user-based reviews, but still, 0.4 is, is pretty bad. Anyway, people are so unhappy with what was delivered with Warcraft 3 that they are bombing, that they're doing a, what's called a review bomb uh, of the game on Metacritic to get it to 0.5. But they're also artificially bumping up Day One Gary's incidents so that it is higher. So, as of the writing of this article, Gary's incident now has a 0.8 out of 10 on Metacritic. And Warcraft 3 has 0.5, which is real bad. It's 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 real bad, guys. It's rough. It's rough. Oh, um, there are a bunch of problems that people have with Warcraft 3 Reforged, and I think we're going to may as well talk about it now because it, it, it very much ties in. Um, uh, people feel as though... Some of the promises that were prompt that were made to us when Warcraft 3 was announced haven't been lived up to in its entirety. And um honestly I can see where people are coming from. Um now Ali, I know you haven't played it. You haven't had a chance to play it. Medros, you've played it a little bit, correct? I have, yeah. I've seen no problems, I've seen no issues, it looks much better. Um, I kind of felt like the intro cinematic was very much the same one it was in the original game. Uh, that was kind of one that threw me a little bit. It felt like it was the same cinematic. Otherwise, it looks like a higher res, much higher quality version of the game. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you that um, the, the intro cinematic was not what I, what I was expecting when I heard that they were redoing a bunch of the cinematics and cutscenes. I'm like, oh, sweet. It's going to we're going to get like uh, cool versions of the cinematics that we remember from Warcraft 3. And what they ended up doing was just like bumping up the like um, HDifying it basically. Yeah, for, I, I don't know if you noticed it, but for me, so the cinematics had uh, weird tearing problems. Did you, you didn't see any of that? Uh, no, I did not see anything like that. Yeah, I, I had. Um, weird tear issues. It, it didn't happen often, but uh, it was definitely noticeable. I thought I was just... I started playing it when pretty early in the morning, so I thought I was just tired. But like, no! No, that's definitely there! Uh, apparently that's fixed with, like, V-Sync or something. You gotta disable it or enable it. I don't know. Apparently it is a fixable thing. Okay. Um, but, and I was expecting... I was expecting new versions of the cinematics. We got HD versions of it, which... It's still cool. They still look really good. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. So you you played the demo. Yeah. And this is what I've heard some people talk about, is that the demo that was shared in 2018 at BlizzCon 
differed greatly from Warcraft 3 Reforged. Now, I know you played the demo. What differences did you notice? Um, so they talked about a new UI uh, specifically. And, uh, and honestly, last time I played the demo was in 2018. We're looking at two years. No, sorry, like a year and a bit, right? So I don't recall exactly what the UI looked like. All I remember is that they said we're gonna have a new UI. It's definitely not the new. It's definitely not a new UI. It's very, very much the old one. But like, I'm not mad at that. Uh, graphically, the game does look better than it did in Warcraft. Than it did back then. The, the you know taking advantage of the new models, the character portraits don't look horrifying because if you look at the original Warcraft 3 character portraits, especially like, I'm talking like when you select a unit, it has that animated portrait or whatever. Um, like it, 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 it just, it looks better. It's not a terrifying model. Uh, some of those old terrifying 3D models. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's like, when you Looking at Thrall, for example, when you have him selected, um, you click on him now. It, it is very obviously Thrall, um, whereas the old one was, was again, I want to go back to the word terrifying because it was just a terrifying <laughs> model. Like um, I'm looking at a Kotaku article right now that, comp- that compares the two. And oh, oh boy, the that that was a look and like um I mean obviously like the you got new models for the buildings and all that like there is an obvious difference between Warcraft 3 and Warcraft 3 Reforged just looking at the two side by side graphically speaking anyway and I'll copy I'll I'll paste the link into general chat that I'm referring to that kind of gives you a good side by side well, it's not my side. It's top and bottom, but you know, whatever. Um, I, I, I don't think that when people hear reforged or that they're remaking the game for a modern era, basically, I think maybe expectations were very high, and it didn't quite live up to it. I am definitely not as mad as some people on the internet are about it. Um. It looks better than it did. It's definite. It's a definite improvement. But I had a different idea in my head as to how it would look, like the final product would look compared to what we've got. And I don't know if that's just I need to temper my expectations, or or maybe it's. Uh, what was communicated to us that was the issue i can't it's hard it's hard to say what it was based on what we have now and what and the information we were given prior i know but 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 graphically is not the only complaint with warcraft 3 if it was just the graphics i don't think people would be as upset but there are a bunch of other problems with it that people are having um and ali you were mentioning some of the 
problems that people were having with it earlier during the pre-show. Uh, I think it was uh, matchmaking was one of the things you mentioned, right? Yeah, there's a few different things. There's basically a lot of the features from the original Warcraft 3 was gutted. And so a lot of, you know, those who had clans or, you know, that kind of thing, like, that just all of a sudden was gone. You basically couldn't play Warcraft 3 online features anymore. And some of that could be some connectiv- connectivity issues because, you know, there were some problems with that in the beginning for Reforge as well. But it just, it sounds like they, they did some changes to Warcraft 3, the original. And they didn't give the heads up that they were going to. And they didn't give the heads up that they would eventually put all of that in Warcraft 3 Reforged. They just gutted it. And basically a lot of these issues could have been solved in the beginning if Blizzard had just been up front with, hey, here's our base version of Reforged. In another patch or two, like we're going to be able to put in all this gameplay over here. And don't worry, we have some bugs. We're going to fix that. They only came out with a thing today addressing some of the concerns. And but in, in it, it does say that a lot of these things that were gutted from Warcraft 3, the original, is going to be put into Reforged. So they're not completely gone. They're just, they will be in Reforged. Soon to you. Exactly. But to be fair, I mean, it kind of sucks that they gutted it like they did without giving people the heads up that that was their intention. Yeah. What and sucks is they delayed the game. They delayed the game already because it wasn't in a spot that they liked. And I feel like if they were already going to delay the game to, to fix some of the issues they had with the game, like delaying it further to get the rest of the stuff in that people were probably caring about, like the matchmaking thing, for example, probably would have been the right call. See, I'm confused about the matchmaking issues because... <laughs> Isn't that entirely what the beta was about? Like, there was no campaign stuff there. So, and usually the campaign, they weren't tested. So, okay, there's problems. No testing was done. All right. But the entire beta process was the multiplayer aspects. If the multiplayer aspect did not include matchmaking, that's definitely on Blizzard's head there. Like, it's their fault if there's issues because they didn't properly test the game period it's on blizzard and they need to take ownership of that and explain better than they have why it didn't work properly why it is so flawed and why they did not test as they should have and prioritized on testing that they should have um it it, you're right they, they they delayed it and if they didn't delay it to fix these issues that we're seeing now they should have delayed it further to fix these issues we're having now. And to put all the stuff in, like, make the game you promised to make. Um, that, that's all there is to it. Like, that, you you promised a game, you, you tested a game, give the game you promised to players that paid for it. Um, but they have tried to make up for that, I guess, to a degree. Um, let's, uh, is it okay if I read the, re- the response from Blizzard on this? Oh, which part? The one from Randy. Like the entire thing? 
Okay. Well, I mean, basically, there's they, they do say that like there was issues during launch and they fixed those. There was server load issues, and they fixed those later in the day. Um, and they do address some of the feedback. Um, they they do plan to support the game for a long time, which is Blizzard's way. Like if they release a game, they they support it for a significant period of time. I I, I had no concerns about that. Um, they they did say that regarding the visuals in the classic mode, uh, they've identified a bug causing colors and shading to look different from the original Warcraft three, and they're testing a fix that will be incorporated in a larger patch. Um, the patch will also address many known issues such as ported animations and audio bugs, uh, UI fixes, and so on. Um, and they did say that they will eventually um, try to do the online stuff. Um, they did say there's stuff they are not planning to address, which is some of the tournaments and the Reign of Chaos rule set. Uh, those were removed from Warcraft 3 Original in 2019 because they were not used. Um, and they do hope that the maps that are created will have those features who for those players who want to try and do those uh, types of games. Um, I don't know that this statement is enough for the player base. What do you guys think? No. Based on the reaction it's gotten, I don't think it is. I think it helps. I think it should have come earlier. I, I think some of these things, like I said, should have been addressed in the beginning with the original release. But because Blizzard's had a rough, you know, year, year plus, and because there was so much excitement and hype for this, I, I agree. It probably wasn't enough, especially for those who are the most upset. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Blizzard get out ahead of this uh, instead of responding to this. And unfortunately, I, I don't know what can be done about some of the actions the players have taken to protest this game. Um, in the end, uh, I think we were discussing this before the show here, ourselves in private, um, there are a subsection of players that will not be happy with Blizzard anytime soon. Um, we've 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 seen videos of people who are very much in this vein of they will attack anything Blizzard does, they will attack any Blizzard decision, they will disagree with any decision made by anybody at Activision Blizzard, and. That is their choice. They are free to act like that. I think that it's wrong, but that's not for me to decide. They are their own players. It's their their game, and they can do what they want with their their game. Um, I, I hope that players will realize the extent of the damage they're causing to... Uh, the company, to the community, and to themselves. Because having this level of negativity and stuff, I mean, it's not healthy. 
period. I, I just want players to, to understand that they are hurting a lot of aspects of their world. That's all. They're hurting themselves, their fellow community members, and the, and the game developers who make the game by what they're doing. All I know is I enjoy Warcraft 3 for the story because that's what I do. I like story and lore. So I'm I'm still looking forward to playing it when I get a chance. I'm kind of busy with 8.3 stuff and podcasting, but I'm personally still looking forward to playing it. Yeah. But I know not everyone shares that. that that's actually one of the that's one of the few positives I've been finding in common with uh, the Warcraft 3 Reforged reviews is that, you know, despite despite the faults um, with um, with the way the matchmaking works and some of the connectivity issues people were having and like, the cinematics not being what we had envisioned or what we saw com- at that first BlizzCon when they showed up the Calling of Strathold cinematic, that it is still Warcraft 3, it's still a very good RTS and it still has that great story that we were that that we knew in Warcraft 3 because they didn't go back and do that retcon stuff that they were talking about at the initial BlizzCon um, it's still very much Warcraft 3 in terms of the single player experience so that's that, that's been one of the positive things and if you're like me or Allie will likely just be playing it majority for reliving that story or living that story then you know then a lot of this doesn't really apply to you it's I feel like the the problem that people are having is genuine is generally with the multiplayer aspects of this game yeah like and for me it's all it's all about the campaigns I yeah. I did not I launched the beta once because I thought maybe the campaigns were in there. They weren't, so I let, I, I closed the game and I didn't go back in. Now yeah. that I have the campaigns, I'm going to play it. I'll enjoy it. I I did get partway through the stuff before, um, before the game launched, so I, I did see a bit of Warcraft Three. Uh, I am enjoying the the reliving of that game and and enjoying the new look to it, the fresh look to it. And and I'm fine with it. Personally, I'm fine with it. But I understand there's a lot of people who aren't. Yeah. And, like, one of the things that's mentioned in one of these articles is that some of the stuff was walked back. Some of the stuff that was promised initially in 2018 was walked back during BlizzCon this past year. Like, I didn't know that. I, and I was there. <laughs> Did you guys know that? Um, I do recall some people saying that... Uh, there had been some stated changes to Warcraft 3 Reforged at BlizzCon. I did not see the actual announcements of that, so I, I really can't speak to that. But I do recall seeing some people on, on various social medias commenting about that. Uh, I, I probably need to watch the Warcraft 3 Reforged panel to get more information than that. Yeah, because honestly, most of my attention at BlizzCon was, was on Shadowlands stuff, because hey, it was the, it was the new stuff. And I was like, Warcraft 3, well, I, I saw that stuff last year. It's it's fine. Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Apparently, apparently not. Because, yeah, I I don't even recall us talking too much about Warcraft 3 and, like, post-BlizzCon. 
Like, I'm sure we talked briefly uh, about it in it terms of what we played, yeah, but maybe brief, yeah. But most of our focus is probably on Shadowlands. Yeah. So I don't like I don't know if it's I can't say whether or not it was communicated like not not great. Ooh, yeah, that, those words were good. <laughs> words are hard, man. Communicated poorly. I don't want to say poorly, but maybe, yeah, but that's probably the best way to say it. Or, or maybe we were just too into the hype about Shadowlands that we uh, kind of overlooked Warcraft Three. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, that was definitely the case. Like, ooh, Shadowlands, new, pretty, give me. Also, Warcraft Three. Yeah, I think at that point we were all kind of still okay. Well, we don't even know when it's coming out yet. Like, we don't really have much to talk about on it, and I think we kind of yeah. let it slide. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up with talking about refunds. If you want a refund for your Warcraft Three Reforged, Blizzard was at one point denying those refunds. It was an automated system, so I, I wouldn't say it's denying more than the system had rules in place of what was eligible for refunds, and that was not it. They have now opened up those refunds for anybody who does not like their Warcraft Three Reforged, and I'm sure there are a number of players who are getting refunds for their game. I am pretty confident there are people who have played the entire campaign at this point and are now asking for a refund for their money. There's also, and Tosi, you're saying that somebody was actually asking, do I get to keep the mount? Oh. <laughs> Going to the comment section on these things are fantastic. Somebody's like, do I get to keep the meat wagon mount? No, you, you, you gave the money back. You took your money back. So you do not get the benefits of giving them that money. Yeah, I, th- I thought that would be a pretty straightforward expectation. Apparently not. So that's like, I buy a car, they give me a free gift card, I return the car, but I want to keep the gift card. No, I think it's more akin to... Um, I don't like this car. I want my money back. By the way, I'm keeping the car. <laughs> well, I mean... Okay, the meat wagon is part of the car in this example. So, like, I get to keep the steering wheel. I get to keep the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it the question didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Wow. J- just to clarify, in case anybody listening to the show it is not clear, if you get a refund, you don't get to keep the perks of the re- of the product. Sorry. Especially you know perks like this that are very easy to just take away. Yeah, it's it's digital. They can just unflight you for that product, and you no longer have that stuff. So enjoy being no meat meat wagon. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, we're all not having a good day. Well, me and Dosti are having a good day anyway. Enjoy not having the mount. <laughs> I can understand people asking that question. Like, okay, I got this. I I I got I got Shadowlands. I want to refund it, but I've already used the boost. I can understand the question being asked then, because you know maybe you made progress on that character and all that other stuff. But but this is just a mount. There's literally no progression tied to that. Yeah, it's just it's just gone. I get that. The boost thing maybe is a more valid time to ask that question. Yeah, the definitely should ask that before you decide to get a refund. 
Anyway, yeah. So, so you don't have to submit a ticket and wait for a response for your work at three refunds. You can just you just put in the thing and uh, you get your money back for recent purchases. I don't know yeah. if that applies to anybody who bought it in 2018. Uh, I believe you would still get that. Uh, I, I think it's pretty well, much automated. Anybody who purchased it will get be able to get a refund. I believe it anyway. Um, so I'm looking at the comments on Wowhead. Um, somebody there pre-ordered in 2018 was able to refund, but they had to submit a ticket for it. So it's possible that okay. anybody who pre-ordered it a decent time ago would still have to submit a ticket. But if you purchased it recently, then, then you're good. Just get your money back. If you don't like the game, just, yeah, do that. I'm still, like, there, there's not... I, I'm actually looking at the comments here. There's not one, but two questions about the mount. <sighs> no, you 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 return... You, you return, you return. It, it's gone. Every, everything tied to it's gone. Anyways. Uh, yes, so, uh, yeah... There, there's the uh, the big controversy of the week. Uh, I hope that some of you are still enjoying Warcraft Three: Reforged, and um, please do continue to enjoy it if you are. I had fun with it. I, I played through part of the prologue quest. It was a lot of fun. It was a it was a pleasant stroll down memory lane. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about our second sponsor, shall we? All right. So our second sponsor, as usual, are the great folks over at Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Now over 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today we're going to take a look at the second book of the Horus Heresy, Siege of Terra, uh, The Lost and the Damned. Let's have a listen. Chapter 1. When strikes midnight. Bombardment. We will stand. Bab Bastion, 13th of Secundus. On the 13th day of Secundus, the bombardment of terror began. The enemy aimed the first shell deliberately at the centre of the inner palace, the Sanctum Imperialis, the Emperor's own quarters. It screamed a song of fire as it tore apart the atmosphere over Himalaysia, falling through the furious storm of anti-ship cannonades and defence laser beams coming up from the Imperial defences. The assault on the Warmaster's fleet was so intense that the shell went almost unnoticed. Its flight was short, being cut apart by a net of lasbeams as soon as it was detected. But it was seen. The Empress Praetorian watched its brief descent, his stern features unmoved. Two others stood with him, mighty lords of the Imperium both. The Great Angel and the Warhawk saw the momentary flash also. Three armoured giants forged in the fires of yesterday's knowledge. They were brothers, after a fashion, born of the same science and the same inhuman genius. The Praetorian's name was Rogel Dorn. So once again, that was the second book in the Horus Heresy Siege of Terror series, The Lost and the Damned, written by Guy Haley and narrated by Jonathan Keeble. You can find that in over 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2020, and we thank Audible for their support of the show. All right, so our question of the week from last week was, what are you looking forward to with Warcraft 3 Reforged? 
I'm I'm very surprised at the amount of positive answers with this question, just for the record, considering what's happened this week. <laughs> and most of them came in after it was released. Yeah. So WikiBH says I've never played Warcraft 3, so everything. Uh, Scrubs Via says, I'm just excited that we get to relive Arthas' story. It's such a cornerstone piece of Warcraft lore, and I think any Warcraft fan needs to experience it. I'm extremely hopeful Warcraft 3 devs can rally and get some of those bugs ironed out. Jedefe says, the game working properly, har har, and learning RTS a bit better. Brawl said, remembering when I was cool back in high school, owning people as a mage slayer in the Dota map mod. Joda says, Dota Classic. <laughs> Frasley says, working through the campaign to learn lore bits and see them in action. I've heard so many, this was in Warcraft 3. And Zephyrias says, Warcraft 3, oh the memories, just to work through the campaign. As for next week's question, we have... We tell you what we've been up to in WoW every week. So this week, we want to hear from you. What have you been up to? I, I, I assume we don't actually have answers to this question of the week this time. Seeing as the week has not happened yet? Well, even so, we're asking them for theirs, and then we start the, we'll start start next week's show with ours, so we'll have already answered ours by the time we get to this point. It's may not be the most yeah. solid question that we thought it was. Just thinking. I think it's good. I want to know so, what you're up to. So this week I was up to killing Mizoth on normal... That's right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did that. Okay. Uh, this week, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I will have been up to running Forge of Souls and and Pitaceron and ICC and raiding a lot. Oh, those were my first max level dungeons. Good stuff, man. I think my specifically my first max level dungeon was Pitaceron. I remember it very well because. Pitisaren. Um, um <laughs> I remember it very well because um, the rogue in my guild was like, yo, you're finally level capped, let's run some heroics. And he's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to queue as tank just so we get a quick queue, but I'll tank as a rogue. People didn't like us. I bet. But we actually got through it pretty quickly. So it was fine. That's good. Anyway, yeah. I look forward to hearing what everyone else is up to. Every yeah, we got listeners from all from all walks of WoW gaming, so. so So Ali, how far how far are you from Ice Crown Citadel uh multi Um three weeks away, because this week's gonna be Forge of Souls. Next week will be Pit of Saron, and then the following week will be Halls of Reflection. And then I'm going to be jumping into the three parter of Ice Crown Citadel. Halls of Reflection, that's the one where he's chasing you down the hallway, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, that was and a good and, one. and yeah. you said only only three parts? I was expecting months of Ice Crown Citadel. You know, <laughs> I thought about four, because I could, I could pretty easily split it into four, but at that point, it kind of starts getting a little long, people are kind of ready to move on from it, my sanity becomes brought into question, so uh, I think three is going to be good. I, I'd like to clarify, your sanity's already brought into question, just clarifying. Also, well, are you true. planning to use the audio from the closing cinematic of that raid? 
Why are you even asking? Of course I am. I'm making sure, because if you aren't, you are making a big mistake. Is that Terranus? Terranus? Do not listen to my show. Come on, man. I do. I do. I'm just making sure (laughs) that you're not making a mistake. Because I I appreciate your show, and I appreciate the work you put into it. I don't want to be disappointed. Don't worry. There's going to be a lot of of love put into ICC. All right, then. Then I'm happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just like that like I still remember when I first saw that cinematic and like the the, the killing of Arthas is like whatever okay he's dead it's the conversation and, and the stuff with Terranus' spirit afterwards oh. that just like yep damn god spoilers damn. oh yeah spoiling something that's been Spoiler. out for how many oh, years ten years <laughs> A decade. For yeah, 10 I'm, years. Spoiling, I'm spoiling a decade-old piece of content. I apologize to anybody who I have ruined decade-old content for. But you're so way week, behind. <laughs> this week, I'm, I'm at, with Forge of Souls. Forge of Souls is only two bosses. And so I'm going to be going to uh, Wrathgate. I'm, I talked about Wrathgate for just a moment. And I'm, I'm using the audio from the cinematic and stuff. And just, nice. oh, that moment when, like, Bulvar is, like dying with the plague and stuff just I'm asking and, a little watery this morning while and, I was watching and it. that and that 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 music that underlies it with the the singing oh, is just yeah oh, it's like so oh there's hope there's hope oh no <laughs> nope no there's okay no it's the opposite of hope it's the opposite of hope <laughs> anyways I, I actually think that was the first time that I both thanked and cursed Taryn Gregory in the same <laughs> sentence. And there were many expletives said in my office at the time. And uh, there I still is it. every time that I see that. Because, damn it, that, that, that's the rap game. Yep. Anyways, uh, <laughs> go listen to one Dungeon Fables podcast for all of your... <laughs> Hating on Terry Gregory and loving Terry Gregory needs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, time for shoutouts. Uh, Toasty, you start first. What about our third sponsor? Fine. Protect your That's where they are the notes. I know, I know, I know, I know. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020. You get three months free with a one-year package. Now, ExpressVPN does give you a lot of features for a very reasonable price. It is a really great service. Not only the ability to watch content outside of your region, which is really big for anybody who is not in the prime content region for a lot of services. Um, for instance, if you are in Canada, you cannot watch Hulu unless you have ExpressVPN. And it's a really great service that allows you to protect yourself, protect what you're doing. Um, there's a lot of companies that will not let you work from home unless you have a VPN like this set up to anonymize, to secure your data. This is a really, really good service, and I really recommend at least checking it out. That, again, is tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020, and we thank their support of the show. Now, time for shoutouts. Toasty, you go first. 
Here's going to be a weird one for me because I don't because I don't care about football usually. But shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs bringing another championship to Missouri. That's pretty damn cool, especially because you know I'm a fan of another Missouri team. So yeah, congrats and, and also sorry, Surface. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kept. I definitely looked on Twitter to see how he was doing because I was concerned. <laughs> I would also like to send out my "I'm sorry to hear" to Nevik James, former co-host of Shadow Soulstone, who is also a Niners fan. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna do my shout out next. I know, so weird. I'm going next. So weird. I'd like to send a shout out to the Winnipeg Jets who beat the beat the St. Louis Blues five two the other day. Good job, guys. <laughs> and keep it up. Hey, oh, you might actually be close gonna... this year. They shouldn't. This is definitely year they shouldn't. They shouldn't be pushing for playoffs this year. They're not hey, going to make I it out of the first round if they do. Any win I can, man. Any win I can. Hey, all I'm going to say is, say, you know what? The Blues lost 10 games during the postseason. So, you know, losses happen, man. I'm fine with it. This is true. Some of those losses were even to the Jets. Two of them were. Yeah. <laughs> That's a quarter of them. That's one quarter of their losses in the playoffs. That's a fifth of them. Out of two out of eight? Two out of ten. Oh, I thought you said eight. Sorry. Bye -bye. No, they lost ten games. All right, so one-fifth of them. I'll take, I'll take a fifth. Allie, how about you? <laughs> Any Avs shout-outs for you this week? Uh, no, actually, my shout out this week is a, a little, a little more serious, but on, on like a note there. And I know Medros, I know you saw this. There was a Twitter thread earlier today, uh, from Roe talking about the amount of female podcasters in the Warcraft podcasting sphere. And these days that number is one to three, like for, you know, one to three shows have a female co-host on it or they host the show which is great and you know i was i was reading some of the comments and i commented on a couple things and i was thinking about how i felt when i started podcasting you know i didn't know if i would be welcomed as a female podcaster if i'd be looked down on or thought less of or this long strain of things because that's as, as a female gamer sometimes these are things you still deal with less these days but you still deal with them and i just want to give a shout out to to ro first for that twitter that the twitter for that tweet <laughs> it was good but um to to you two and any other podcaster i've either talked to or been on their show or whatever i've those fears i had in the beginning like i never experienced any of that it's only been support and encouragement and good things. <laughs> and, you know, you don't always get that when it comes to gaming and whatever. But it, but in this podcasting community, it's been great. And so I'm just really appreciative. So my shout out is to you guys and all the other guys in the podcasting community for just being being great and being welcoming and being uh, good role models and all that good stuff. I, I will deny being a good role model to anybody. If, if you follow me as a role model, I sincerely apologize. Not in all areas ever. Just in, you know, being supportive and respectful of 
people and everyone you know not just you know female podcasters but all the podcasters you know well i mean i i more seriously i i responded to that thread and and i i really feel like throughout the history of this show like my first co-host was a woman i've had female co-hosts many times throughout this show uh i've had many guests i've interviewed with almost always i've interviewed with with a female uh when i've interviewed somebody uh, from Kadistra, when I interviewed the people who did um, the the graphic novel that we interviewed for, um, interviewing Christy Golden and uh, and various other people, I've always tried to make sure that I have that perspective because I, I really feel that our community needs those voices to not only be heard but to be endorsed and and supported in every way possible. So I am very happy to be able to provide any support, any help, any suggestions, and any feedback I can to anybody. But I, I do want to see more voices like that in our community. On that note, uh, let us uh, let us do our outro then. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, you can call us at one seven eight five ATA well five or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find the show over on Twitter at allthingsaz. Medros is at Medros. Fandeth is at Fandeth. Ali is at aliandrusk. I'm at Toasty Posty Ken, and you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of a week without a Blizzard controversy? Question mark? <laughs> Hopefully. This podcast is part of the Dawnforge network. Copyright 2020.